welcome to Blah Blah Blah, the podcast where we don't talk about self-help because we can't help ourselves. I'm Bella. And I'm Maddie. So we have a special guest, Nico. Nico, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, I'm a fourth year UCI <laughs> student. I'm in a fraternity, Sigma, Sigma Phi Epsilon. Woo. I'm taking a fifth year because I have my I got my minor in economics and I'm getting my major in psychology and i want to be a doctor and i grew up mormon so and that's what today's episode is about (laughs) yeah and full disclosure i was mormon a really long time ago so if there are any mormons out there listening and i get something wrong i apologize (laughs) (laughs) um nico how many times have you cried this week um and why i think once and i think it was because i was watching like a disney movie (laughs) <laughs> something solid solid what about you bella i've cried twice uh why i don't remember i just know i cried twice yeah i cried once because of my programming class so um, yeah fair. it was not fun okay uh nico's gonna be talking about growing up in the mormon church so what do you want to yeah. tell us about oh, okay so um i was baptized mormon when i was eight i was actually baptized catholic too which was a whole thing twinsies <laughs> and my um grandma on my mom's side who was mormon my mom was adopted and she was raised in the mormon church my grandma actually didn't speak to my like mom for three days when i was baptized catholic when she found out i was baptized oh. catholic and mormon but then apparently my aunt was like grandma or mom you gotta chill out and then it was fine but I lived in um, Washington and then we moved to Utah and I lived in Utah for a bit which is like big Mormon state and that's like actually where all of our like Mormon family lives and then we moved back to California when I was probably four and that's probably when I first started really like being in the church but when you're like a little kid in church like it's a lot more fun like you're singing songs and you're playing games it's not really like as culty as it can be i guess it's just like preschool Mm -hmm. so then i like grow up and i will say one thing about the mormon church like honestly like i don't like dislike the idea of church i just think like the organization like organization and like church as like a practice is kind of like not like it makes it like attracts like not great people sometimes and promotes like hate and injustice and like literally every war has been like about religion pretty much like a lot of the wars but in mormonism one thing i will say is like it was really nice because you're in like such a tight-knit woven community because mormonism can be a little culty sometimes that like you know everybody which is actually kind of cool like you always know that somebody's going to be there like to support you or you're like you know, you know the the oldest member and the youngest member, and you've probably done something with them, and, like, every member is involved in, like, the kids' activities, and they'll, like, plan big barbecues. So that was, like, pretty cool and fun, like, growing up in that and having, like, a big family, you know? But probably when I was, like, 12 was when things started to change for me because that's when you, like, when you become a teenager, that's when it starts to get more serious, right? Like, you're becoming an adult, and you have to learn about the more adult things, the adult side of the religion, And the first thing that ever, like, threw me off about Mormonism, like, the first big thing was you have to go on a mission as a man. Like, and the mission is two years. And you cannot have any contact with your family except by email. And you can only FaceTime on your birthday and Mother's Day. What is the 
mission like of like what do you do well okay so you can go anywhere in the world but a lot of people stay in the united states because to go abroad you have to have done something you have to have like been a priest or something prior to going so you have to have like experience doing something else and you what you do is the first six weeks of your mission you go to utah to the training center and if you're going abroad i think it's longer it's either six weeks and like otherwise it's shorter or it's longer than six weeks but you have to be you are literally like taught the language the language of the country you're going to in six weeks and you have to like learn it and be fluent in it yeah and then when you go abroad basically what missionaries are supposed to do i don't know if you guys have ever seen like the mormon missionary no okay they're white button-ups black pants belts little name tag and a tie like it's horrible and a lot of them like (laughs) and a lot of them like have to ride bikes everywhere they don't even have a car sometimes and if it's like a really hot area they can't like dress like in shorts normally and they can't go swimming that's another thing you cannot go swimming on your mission why it has something to do with like the baptism side of things like i don't really know I never went on my mission, obviously. <laughs> oh, so. I was just about to ask, did you ever go? No, no. So that's like, that's when I realized that I was kind of like losing faith in the Mormon church was when I was like, because they tell you if you don't go, you're not going to go to the highest level of heaven. Oh, okay. Like that you have oh, to go on that two wait. year mission. So wait, do they have like, like what are their like rules or like beliefs? You like, yeah, yeah, I do. Like in like heaven and hell kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Okay, so. They don't actually believe in hell exactly in the traditional sense. It's called outer darkness. And you have to be like a pretty horrible person to be there. So after that, there are three tiers of heaven. There is the terrestrial kingdom, which is supposed to be represented by the earth or the moon, something like that. And then telestial kingdom, which is either the moon or a star. And then, oh yeah, celestial kingdom is the sun. Like, that's what it's, like, based on. Okay. Something like that. But, um, Terrestrial Kingdom is the lowest tier, and I, you can get there pretty easily from my understanding, but apparently it's so much better than, like, our life right now that if you knew how great it was, you would want to kill yourself to get there. That's, like, what people have, like, oh. said in the Mormon Church a lot. Telestial Kingdom, second tier, not much to say. Celestial Kingdom, though, it's, like, the highest tier, and theoretically... By the time, like, the second coming happens and everything, you will be able to be, like, a god of your own, like, planet eventually. Like, your own reality. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Which a lot of people are think is, like, really weird, which it is kind of weird, because it's definitely not, like, a lot of other, like, Christian faiths. But another thing, too, is within, like, the tier system of the heavens, um, let's say, like, I'm in the celestial kingdom, and you're in the telestial, and you're in the terrestrial. I can visit all of you you could just visit her and she can't visit any of us. Like she can't go up. You can't go upward to visit somebody. You can only go downward to visit somebody. Interesting. Yeah. And then if you're not sealed to your husband or wife before you die, like in the temple, it's like after you get married, you go to get sealed. If you're not sealed together, then you won't be together in the afterlife. So then how do you get sealed? Uh, It's just like a, it's just like, I think it's a certification thing, oh, like okay. a blessing by, like, bishop, something like that. Okay. So, I forgot my question. I was going to ask, like, what are the practices that you do in order to get to... The celestial kingdom? Yeah. Okay, so, um, 
when you turn eight, you have to have been baptized. You get baptized at eight years old. It's not like you're born like you're okay. born and then baptized. But you can be baptized at any point in your life. So like, if you're baptized at twenty, like it's fine because some people join the church late, obviously. And then at 13, 12, 13, you start going into like the more like intense practices and like learning like in high school you have to go to this what's called seminary do you know guys know what that is no oh it's, it's horrible <laughs> so you every school day of the week you have to go to church for like 45 minutes like a class okay. and in utah they actually have it as its own like class in high school of course but here i had to wake up at 5 30 a.m every single day in high school oh, to go to church and if I didn't do that, then, like, I was doing something wrong. So it's not, like, an every Sunday type thing. It's, like, every day. And then, like, oh. we also, we had church three hours we, uh, on Sundays. It's two hours now. It's not three hours anymore. But at, when I was in it, it was three hours. And then a lot of times on Wednesday, or Wednesday nights, we would either have Boy Scouts, young men, or young men and young women together. And then Sunday nights, we would have... Once a month, we would have firesides, which is where you go to do more church things. So, like, when you turn 13, oh. it's like you're in it. Like, you're in t almost, like, 50% of your life is devoted to the church, which is another reason why I was kind of like... Yeah, this yeah, is kind of... It was too much. So, like, were there any, like, specific rules or, like, things like that that you had to follow? Oh, yeah, actually... This is something that I wanted to talk about because I feel like a lot of people ask me a lot of questions yeah. about <laughs> yeah. this. So... You can't drink caffeine, so you can't have coffee and black tea. <laughs> you, I know. I not <laughs> but um, you can't have black tea or coffee. My mom, and technically cream tea, but my mom was like, my mom wasn't like as cr like super in. I was gonna say crazy Mormon. That might be insensitive, but she wasn't as crazy Mormon as like a lot of people are, which was kind of nice growing up. You can't drink. You can't do drugs. Um. You can drink soda. I get asked that a lot. A lot of people ask me if you can't drink soda. I'm not sure about caffeinated soda. I'm sure some people wouldn't, but normal soda is completely fine. What's the reasoning behind that? Do you know? Um, so it's called the word of wisdom. It's actually my mom, whether or not this is true, my mom might have been lying to me to lie to herself. But um, <laughs> my the word of wisdom is more like a like a guidelines okay. like you shouldn't drink those things you shouldn't eat those things because it's not healthy for you is the idea like you're trying oh. to treat your body like a temple right and yeah okay. so yeah that's that pretty much sense. the only ones i can think of um so then what's the process of when you left the church what was the process you had to go through okay so basically like i said when i was 12 that's when things started to kind of like make me on not uncomfortable, but I was kind of like, mm, what's going on here? And every year on your birthday-ish, you get a meeting with a bishop. And the bishop is like the head of your church, your ward in the church. It's not like a priest, as he's called a bishop. Mm -hmm. He has a meeting with you. And when you're 12 and 13, like that's one of the more important ones because he wants to check in on like where you're headed in the church kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I remember one year, this is like, this was a big moment too. He was like, have you ever thought about men? in like a sexual way and like oh, little closeted no. me was like <laughs> no, <laughs> no and 
and I feel like growing up religious where that was like so stigmatized even like even if I was bi like it was still like obviously yeah. not great um it pushed me so much farther into the closet than I already was like yeah. I like it took me years longer to come out than it probably would have if I had just been like approached differently about something like that like are you really gonna yeah. ask a 12 year old about their private sexuality like right then and there that's kind of yeah mm-hmm. but yeah it's a little oof. but then seminary started happening that was also a major turnoff because i not only did i have ap classes and gymnastics and work also i had to wake up at 5 30 a.m and do homework yeah, so it's like i was going to bed at like 10 30 11 and waking up at 5 30 every day like that's a lot for a teenager you know yeah. mm-hmm. and i ended up actually intentionally taking an ap zero period psych so that I couldn't go to seminary. (laughs) So I would just go to AP Zero Period Psych. And then when I got my own car and I got a girlfriend at the time, that's when I ended up, I just pretty much stopped going to church. My mom tried to make me go, but like I was getting old enough to where it was like she couldn't make me do anything. So you just like stopped going? Yeah, I pretty much just stopped going. And I think at one point, I, like people started messaging me a lot about it and I think at first I felt kind of guilty because it was like like I said it was a really tight community so I kind of felt like like almost like I was betraying them and I knew that I didn't want to go to church and I did like those people but I also knew that they were their feelings were probably a little hurt and they were probably a little disappointed in that and my mom actually this really frustrated me around this time this was when I like really stopped going to church like Mm -hmm. she I could tell she was upset about it, but it was more like she was upset at herself because she felt like, I think she felt like she had failed, like, as, like, a Mormon mother to, like, keep me in the church, which is not true at all. Like, that was well without it, outside of her control. But, um, yeah, I haven't been to church since I was probably 18, like, even once. And I probably, I don't think I talked to anybody I went to church with either. One of my best friends was in church, too. So then one question that I just came to my head was, um, you mentioned that you had had a girlfriend when you like stopped going. Mm -hmm. What, if you know, what is the process? So like if your partner isn't Mormon or like if you have friends that aren't Mormon, how does that work? Oh, okay. Um, well, like I said earlier to be together in heaven afterwards, you have to be sealed, right? So if you're not Mormon, you can't be sealed. Okay. You can, like, I've known people who are, like, married to, like, non-Mormons, and, like, I feel like some people would be upset about it, but I was never around somebody who would have been upset about it. And friends, I mean, depending on the kind of, like, parents you have, it's it's kind of like how some parents just don't want their children to be around, like, people who are going to be bad influences. It's just, right. like, the same okay. thing. Like, so it's, like, preferences. Yeah, it's, yeah, it is. That's, like, a pretty, like, flexible is like the relationships you have in your life but um i there were a lot of mormons that i was friends with for a while and there are a lot of mormons in our high school but a lot of them were kind of like me and they just kind of fell out except okay screw them for this because (laughs) because they pretended like they were still mormon like they would like do things they weren't supposed to and then they'd be like oh but i'm mormon like they i'm pretty sure i knew a lot of them who had had sex and i like that's i'm sorry if you're like breaking one of the some of the cardinal rules of religion like you are not that religion yeah so yeah sex is a big deal 
in the Mormon church too. You cannot have sex before marriage. Um, I have a question. Uh, you mentioned earlier that you were baptized Catholic mm-hmm. and Mormon. So like, why were you baptized Catholic? Were you growing up also Catholic? Like what was that whole? Um, my dad is Catholic. I'm Ita- That's my Italian side. So like that makes a yeah. lot of sense. But yeah, my dad is Catholic and he wanted me baptized Catholic. And I didn't go to Catholic church very much. I mean, I did go a few times, but I stopped when I was like at max 10. And I also think Catholicism is like pretty wild sometimes. It can be. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people didn't know I was born Catholic or baptized Catholic. I'm not sure that they would have cared, but who knows. So then you were also baptized Mormon. So mm-hmm. then how does that like... Like, who has claim on my soul kind of thing. (laughs) Well, that, but also, like, how does it... You were baptized two separate religions. Yeah. So, like, how does that work? So, like, and which one... Like, if you were to ask somebody which one would I be kind of thing, is that what you're saying? Like, would I be Mormon if I asked Mormons? Or would I be Catholic if I asked Catholics? Yeah. Okay. I think if I had to guess, I would say a Catholic would say I'm not Catholic, but a Mormon would say I am Mormon. But I don't know okay. if they would, if a Mormon would consider me Catholic. But I'm not really sure. That's a good question. Yeah, I feel like that's, that's like interesting. Yeah, I feel like that probably really depends on the person you're asking. Can anyone just become Mormon? Yeah, yeah, anybody can. I mean, I've known like people who were like drug addicts and like smoked like crazy, and they like attended church. And honestly, I think that a lot of the people in my church, at least, like the one I went to, like they were pretty accepting of people who were trying to be good. Like if like somebody who is like addicted to drugs came to church, they would receive a lot of support from everybody around them. Like we actually, we have, uh, it's called tithings and you have to pay 10% of all of the money you make to the church. And even kids have, I have, I had to do that ever since I was like, a kid really? yeah and the tithings are used for multiple things like to fund like church events obviously but also like the church will like give money to like its members who need the money like when i was like little and we were struggling financially i know that my mom got money from the church but a lot of people like who are struggling no matter what they're struggling with receive support as long as they are showing the effort like to try and like turn their lives around so then what's the process like if I wanted to become Mormon what would I have to do to you'd probably like to become baptized and everything yeah um there's not really a test to be baptized but you would have to go to church regularly probably establish yourself like in that community a little bit you would definitely definitely want to have missionaries come to your house to um preach and like tell you like the teachings Mm-hmm. And you would probably want to go to, like, there are Wednesdays, Wednesday nights, like I said, there's, like, one for adult women, too. You probably want to do that, something like that. And then after, I've known people who have gotten baptized after joining the Mormon church in as little as, like, five months, six months. Mm. So it, it's not, if you, like, devote yourself, it wouldn't be that difficult. Do you guys have, like, specific sacraments or, like, traditions? Yeah, yeah. So... Um, we bless the bread and we don't do wine because we can't drink alcohol, so we do water. Um, so the young men, the deacons, the very like, like 13 to 15 year old, I think it's deacons, 
all sit up in the front left of the pews. That's where the bread is. And then we have somebody, I can't remember what it is called, but he's like 15, 16. Bless the bread up here and bless the water. And then the deacons go out and they go row by row. They separate and they pass the trays down the aisles to like for people to get bread and water. And then, yeah, that's like one of the more, it's like a big tradition. I'm trying to think if there are any other. So do you just have to get baptized or is there like more than that? Like more steps? Um... Because, like, in the Catholic Church, there's, like, you're baptized, then you have your reconciliation, and then you have your, what is it, where you get the, oh my gosh, I forgot the word. I'm such a good Catholic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, where you can have the bread, and then after that, there's, like, the sacrament of marriage, and then the holy orders. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, there is something. Communion. Oh, communion. <laughs> I was thinking it was like the white dresses. Yeah, the white dresses. <laughs> Wait, let me look it up really fast because I know exactly what to look up, but I don't remember the names of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so for men, I don't know about women, but when you're 12, or no, 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 not when you're 12, or 12, 13, you become a deacon, which is weird because I know deacons are normally like the older yeah. ones in the church, but yeah, you become a deacon, yeah, deacon, and then I think 14... You become teacher, and then when you're 16, you become a priest. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Oh. So, like, you have, like, 16, 17-year-olds, like, being, and, like, the ones who bless the bread, not, like, an adult, not, like, the bishop or anything. So then the bishop is the one that leads the service. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that leads the entire service. We don't, yeah, obviously we have priests, but they're not, like. Okay, so something I always like to ask is what is so I know like the Pope is like the leader of the Catholic yeah. Church like what's your like leader prophet. prophet the prophet yeah what is that um he is in charge of the entire church he's sailing the ship of the entire religion and like there was a decision when I was like 14 um Boy Scouts of America and Mormonism is like really tied to Boy Scouts of America I don't know if you knew that but like if you are a uh, boy in the mormon church you will be doing boy scouts but now when i was like 15 16 14 something like that the bit the prophet actually announced that we were seceding from the boy scouts of america because they had decided to allow transsexuals to be boy scouts and the mormon church didn't want to support that so we left it they left it after i was done with it because it took a few years but yeah so that's just an example. Wow. Like, he has that much power. Like, he can so really then say whatever he wants to he say. He can make new rules, whatever Yeah, it is. yeah. He has the power to do that. That's yeah, exactly. And I th- believe he's the only one, I mean, he's the prophet. I think he's the only one who communicates directly with God. So then how do they get chosen to be prophet or to be the prophet? I think when one prophet dies, there's like 12 or, 12 or something like people below him. I can't remember what they're called, but the top, like the most... The best candidate, the top one, replaces the prophet when he dies. Okay. So I think it's kind of like working your way up, which doesn't sound very like ordained by God, but like, because yeah. I think That's it's just like a process of like just going up the ranks. Bella, I have a question for you. Okay. Do you see any similarities between Mormonism and Catholicism? I mean, yeah. Having like the... There's different levels, right? Mm -hmm. There's, like, for people, right? There's 
good Catholics. <laughs> There's not as good Catholics. But then after that, you have your priests, your bishops, and your pope. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think it's interesting that they have different names for, like, similar statuses. You know what I'm saying? Like, for us, when you... We have also, like, kids in church, right? We don't bless anything because we're not ordained as priests or anything like that. But we do help in service, and you can be, like... Um, when you're older and once you're confirmed, you can be handing out communion. When you're younger, you're um, holding the book for the priest. You're holding the cross. Oh, you're an altar server. That's what we're called. So you, like, help with everything, but you're not necessarily, like... It's after your um, reconciliation, once you can, like, confess sins to the priest, you can, like, start helping in, like, masses and stuff. Hmm. Um, Community-wise, too, like... I know a lot of Catholics in the desert because I went to Catholic school for like most of my life. And just because in college, or not college, high school, we separated different schools. Like, for example, I went to school with like Sophie and G and all these people that went to your school, but because we had gone to the same Catholic school beforehand, we all went to the same ballet studio. And then after ballet, we all just like found that as the new community. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why did you decide to leave? (laughs) <laughs> because I so random. so random let me just look at my list real quick of questions Mm-mm. just Mm-mm. too many too many things going wrong yeah I see that yeah it's a big commitment I didn't realize that it is a yeah. huge huge commitment yeah it was so much work yeah mm-hmm. I didn't know that you had to do so much mm-hmm. cause like yeah I'm Catholic yeah but I don't I know I should don't come at me, me too. <laughs> but, but like, for example, I know I used to have this like drama teacher and she's like, she was going to become a nun and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she was like, she went to church every Sunday, right? And she told yeah. us that that's like a deadly sin, not going to oh. church every Sunday. And she was like, and now that you know, you have to do it. And I was like, mm, I mean, I agree with a lot of things or I don't. Uh, how do I explain this? You don't think it's, like, that pun... Like, yeah. not going to church is that big a deal kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, or, like, there's some things, yes, I feel like I need to agree with some things and I need to do some things, some traditions, some thoughts, but I don't agree with a lot of the things that the church has to say, and I just think that's because of mistranslations yeah. or a lot of different... Well, things. some people take, like, the Bible and everything really literally. Yeah, Which exactly. is, like... <laughs> I'm Christian. Yeah. I, it's so bad. I haven't been to church in a long time just because it's like, I don't have time. But, um, I feel like, especially just because Christianity now is being perceived as Mm -hmm. like, if you're gay, like, that's bad. Yeah. All this stuff. When it's like, that's just people who... Those are, are just bigots who happen to be Christian. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Like, the Bible can be interpreted so many ways. Yeah. And growing up around... My church that I went to was also a Christian, like, school. And so growing up, I never saw, like, people being like, no, being gay is bad. Yeah. Like, I never saw that. So It's definitely the older generation yeah. of people that are saying The thing things. that's yeah. funny is that, like, the... Pope has come out and said that it's okay. Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, oh, now he's the Antichrist. Now I... Yeah. All of these awful things. But it's like, you guys are just... 
not looking at yeah exactly <laughs> like it's also it just doesn't like they have to use their head a little bit in that situation i feel like the whole principle of sin is like if you're hurting somebody you're doing something wrong yeah. right that's what yeah. a sin is in my head and these people are acting like being gay for example is hurting somebody when in reality like you're literally doing nothing except which, making but, yourself happy yeah which i feel like if they were to use that logic okay maybe they're interpreting it as being gay is a sin um did they have premarital sex do they drink alcohol like yeah yeah like hypocritical yeah it's yeah exactly they are blind to everything that they do but then they're so extremist with what other people do with yeah. their lives and yeah. i feel like that's just a lot of so people bad. like forget the basic teachings my mom is Catholic and my dad's Christian, mm -hmm. so I've seen what both sides look like because they've both introduced me in different ways, mm -hmm. right? And so, from growing up, I believe the reason why I believe more with the Catholic Church is because <coughs> I've grown up in the Catholic Church. I feel like the basic teaching is that God is love and that's it. Yeah. Right. Versus like in the Christian Church, from what I've understood, is that, or like, and I also think we're born yes with like sin right we're born sinful just because you know yeah all the other stuff but i don't think you're innately bad because you're born sinful right yeah like i think that's you're born good and pure of heart but obviously you're sin because of you know adam and eve and all that stuff yeah but um my dad has also brought it to my attention that he thinks that we're born evil oh interesting. we're born oh. like bad and huh. it's through God when we start doing, practicing and like reading the Bible for ourselves and that's when we start to cleanse our like you soul. Cleanse yourself. Oh, interesting. And I never agreed with that, and that's why I sided mostly with the Catholic Church because I feel like we're innately good. I and didn't I think even know that was like a Christian belief. Yeah, and also the idea of Mary is another big difference. Because yeah. for us, Mary is a divine, holy figure. Okay. And a big deal because she birthed Jesus. Yeah. And because she's like, she's just the most pure and she was able to carry him. Yeah. Versus in Christianity, she's just a person. Yeah. yeah. In Mormonism, she's just a That's person. That's why too. when, yeah. grow, or not growing up, um, when we would talk about the differences between Christianity and Catholicism, like, yeah, Catholicism is a branch of Christianity. But there's so many differences that I didn't even realize were different. I just thought it was like, yeah, yeah. Mary's a, she's a person, like, yeah. whatever. Or like, the body and blood of Christ, is it? Oh yeah, the body and blood is the literal body and blood. Yeah. yeah. That I was surprised at also. My mom, okay, my mom's mom, my grandma, was Christian, but her dad was Lutheran. Oh. And so she grew up going to both Lutheran church and the Catholic church. And so she's like, I don't know, I guess she converted to Christianity because we would go to Christian church. Mm -hmm. I don't really know that whole thing, but yeah, it was just, I knew that you guys had different practices. I just didn't realize that they were like different and that. This is going to sound bad, but I don't know how to phrase it, that they, like, had meaning, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I get you. No, because like, a lot of it can look like fluff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, we have all these traditions, but there's, like, a lot of basis behind them. I feel like that's why I like Catholicism is because, like, I like having strict tradition that I can just, like, follow it. Yeah. 
It's but, like straight to the point kind yeah, of thing. But then there's just so much like awful things going on right now that it's so hard to be like proud, mm-hmm. you know? Because yeah. I'm not necessarily like, oh yeah, I need to do all the these bad things. people aren't the ones who represent who you are exactly. in this religion kind of thing. Yeah. I was gonna um, touch on the Christian thing. I didn't know about the Christian thing with babies being like you being born yeah, evil I didn't either. Know about that either. But in Mormonism, that's not the case, which is interesting because Mormonism is a type of Christianity. It's very different. Is it really? Yeah, yeah, it's a type of Christianity. Know. I didn't know that. Because of like Christ and the Holy Spirit and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have like. Didn't you guys have like someone come and like, like after to spread the word? Mm-hmm. Something happened. I don't remember. Uh, his name was Joseph Smith, and he wrote the whole, uh, Book of Mormon, which is a whole nother thing. But anyway, <laughs> if you're a if you're if you die before eight when you're baptized, you automatically go to the celestial kingdom. And that one is the third one. That's the highest. Oh, that's no, the that's highest. the highest celestial. Oh. Yeah. So, and I feel like that implies that you're born good, and like I feel like you wouldn't go to the celestial yeah. kingdom if you died before. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. I always thought that you were born like a blank slate. I think I believe in that. Which I don't know what that is, but that's no, what just I think. like neutral, where you can be swayed. Yeah. Your surroundings. Yeah. No, I get that. I feel like, I don't know, for me, it could just be because of my mentality as a person, but I feel like everyone has the best potential to be as good as they want to be, right? Yeah. Like, I think everyone, no one's born bad, no one's going to have a destined fate of being just, like, an asshole, Mm -hmm. you know? I think that's just about your surroundings, people you've grown up with, all that stuff. But you yourself, out of the womb, I can't look at a little baby and say... You're like, evil. You're evil. Yeah. You know? Like, I feel like that's the most pure you're ever going to be. Mm-hmm. I feel like whether or not you're evil is what you've done up to that point. Yeah, exactly. Not what you're going to do later. Yeah. So you yeah. can't really be like, oh, this baby's going to be, like, a horrible person. Yeah, exactly. It's evil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anything else people like to ask you? Do you have you? any, like, stories? Any um, stories? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Because... Okay, so there's this thing, as soon as you turn, as soon as you turn 12, 12, until 18, it happens like every like six years or something or five years. I don't even think they do it anymore, but it's called Trek. It's the worst. (laughs) So Trek is, so when Joseph Smith first wrote the Book of Mormon, he was in the South on the East Coast. He was somewhere on the East Coast. I think he was in the South and... Basically, people were like, this guy's crazy, and they kicked him out. They kicked out all the Mormons. And the Mormons had to basically take handcarts all the way across the United States to Utah. Things, okay. And I think they had ox sometimes, too. But anyway, so Trek is basically, you're supposed to, like, reenact that to, like, feel like what it would, f- like, like sympathize or empathize mm-hmm. with them, right? And so you get handcarts, like the whole spiel, like you're carrying your food, you're carrying your clothes, you're carrying everything in these stupid fucking handcarts. And they're so <laughs> heavy. And it lasted three days, two nights, I believe. Yeah, three days, two nights. And you are put into families. So like certain number of guys, certain number of girls and two parents. And they're like, I didn't know any of them because it was like all the different churches in the area. And you can request one sibling, and my best friend and I were together. And it was so, so horrible. We had to go, like, 15 miles or something like that total in three days with a giant-ass handcart. 
and we had to pull it everywhere. And at one point, there was, like, this giant hill down, and we had to, like, tie, like, and there's, like, a bunch of people, too. It's not just, like, yeah. us. There's, like, probably, like, 20 other families. And we had to do square dancing. And you have to dress up in pilgrim clothes, oh. basically. Like, was it, like, during the summer? Yes, oh, it was no. during the summer. It was so bad. And I remember our family stopped one point, and we didn't quite have enough food, so we were, like, really hungry. And then, like, there was this giant, like, it wasn't, like, a cliff, but it was pretty sheer. We had to, like, all tie ropes around the cart and, like, belay it down. Oh, my gosh. It was so bad. The worst part was, though... I was in the tent, and I had to pee so bad, but I kept having dreams where I went to the bathroom, so I didn't think I had to go, and then I peed my pants, hey. <laughs> and, I was, and I was so upset about it. That it was the worst trip ever. Dang. So wait, where did you have to like go? Like where were you? We were in, because I'm from NorCal, we were like in the Sierra Nevada mountains, just like Decided. literally in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, I could not have told you where we were, we were just in the middle of the mountains. So, okay, wait. I don't know what this is, what religion this is, but have you heard about those people that, like, get kidnapped and taken to the mountains in Utah? No. What? Oh, you haven't? That's, like, a thing. I don't, really? I don't know if wait, it's, like... Wait, that's so scary. I don't know if it's, like, a religious thing or, like, just, just like... a thing. But wait, do the people are... come back? Oh, yeah. They're oh. parents. It's, like, a thing that parents do. They, like, schedule their kids to get taken in the middle of the night. And they go to the what? mountains camping for like weeks and weeks. What? And they have That's to, crazy. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's not Mormonism. Then. I mean, I'm gonna I, sound I, so stupid. I Sorry know. if you guys know what it is out there, but <laughs> no, I have never just, heard of that. I'm That's surprised. crazy. Yeah, I was just gonna ask if you knew anything about that. I mean, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, my cousins like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they I pretty hard out there. No, yeah, before. but that's like a thing. It might just be Sounds like a nature culty. retreat. Yeah, that sounds culty. Yeah, it might just be like a nature retreat that they do. Yeah. A nature retreat. It might also not be in Utah, <laughs> but I think it is. I'm curious now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, I don't know it's not, but it sounds like something Scientologists would do. Mm. Do you guys know anything? Like, I don't know, about, know about science. I know. Science. I just know they're a crazy. A little yeah. bit. I know it's like a lot of famous people that do it. Yeah, that's like where they get all their money, basically. Yeah. It's they're funded by like people who are rich. Yeah, they are super sketchy. <laughs> Apparently, they like you have to like sign a contract or something like that, and you can't leave the church. And if you do, and you mm. expose their secrets or something, like people have like gotten attacked. Like this expose one girl, their like secrets. Yeah, I don't know yeah. something it's like, like that. It's like super secretive. Yeah, there's like a house I saw on TikTok. <laughs> there's <laughs> a house, like a big, huge mansion, just in the middle of the woods, and it's like a Scientology church. And when you drive past it, there's like a l- huge amount of guards and stuff. How are you supposed to join science? science? You can go online on the website. (laughs) There's a website. (laughs) They're like so secretive. But if you want to join, (laughs) just send in your information. (laughs) But you have to sign like something called like the 500 year contract, and like like until you cannot leave the church until after 500 years, which obviously that's basically signing away your life. But you can also, um, I think it's like volunteer, just to like help out. Which I've heard people do just to like see the secrets, but then oh. I never see anything about it after. See, that. I feel Ooh, like that's creepy. Yeah, so. I feel like people that's who scary. volunteer with that are gonna... yeah, <laughs> or yeah. something. Uh, R.I.P. them. You know, Tom Cruise <laughs> is a Scientologist, and so is John Travolta. I don't know if he still is, but interesting. Yeah. I think he was anyway. That's... Yeah, it's like a super secretive 
thing. Cult, basically. No, yeah, that's like <laughs> actually like a cult. That's yeah. I was, I was going to say two more things about Mormonism that I get asked about a lot. Mm-hmm. So in Christian church, um, Jesus Christ, the Holy Ghost, and God are all the same person. Yeah. In Mormonism, they're not. Oh, they're all different really? beings. Yeah. So like the Holy Ghost is basically your... When I was being raised in the church, it's kind of described as your conscience. Like, he's, like, trying to give you the answer, like, where you should go. Jesus Christ died for our sins, and God is his father. Like, his literal, like, dad. And then our books are Bible, Book of Mormon, Pearl of Great Price, and Doctrine and Covenant. What's that? So the Mormon, <laughs> the Book of Mormon, you know, honestly, I don't know. I know, I, know I've, I know I've read them a lot, but I could not tell you a lot about them. But, like... The Book of Mormon is, like, pretty thin. It's not as big as the... They're all in total. I think they're less thick than the Bible. But when Joseph Smith left for Utah, he lost, like, a lot of the documentation of the original Holy Bible. Like, it was burned in a fire or something. So we don't actually have the full thing. Do you know why Utah is the place? I don't know why Utah. I think they kind of just went... as. I think they were just going as far as they needed to go to get away. And I think Utah felt far enough, but I could not tell you. There's also, I grew up with this girl who was Mormon, and they're very, like, obviously they're modest. It was oh, interesting yeah. because very prude. we would go to summer camp together, and she was, like, in a one-piece and, like, yeah. all that stuff. Um, yeah, if you were, like, pr- like actually like devoted to being mormon like it sounds like she was obviously yeah like you couldn't wear like geez or like straps you had to wear like a shoulder cover on your if you're wearing like a t-shirt or something or like a dress like you can't wear like something too exposing and your dress had to be long is there like rules between like guys and girls just like hanging out and stuff um like yeah yeah kind of i mean you can't like be very touchy with them otherwise it's considered inappropriate pretty easily there was a lot of like when i was growing up it felt like there was a lot of sex shaming in general which i feel like happens I feel in like a, lot that's of a lot of religions yeah. yeah so like it was like he was really bad if you like touched somebody inappropriately kind of thing without their even like if it was with their like they shouldn't be able to consent to that kind of thing you mm-hmm. know and but that's also yeah that's something that happens yeah everywhere. something that that made me think of was sorry mom if i'm not supposed to be saying this but <laughs> she had me out of wedlock because her and my dad never got married mm. and so she was saying like in the eyes of catholics like i'm a bastard child oh. just because because of how you were born out of wedlock. Yeah. yeah that's what made me think of that when you were saying about like sex shaming and yeah. stuff yeah yeah also like divorce shaming too Mm -hmm. oh yeah i've heard about that i've never experienced it but i have heard that that's a thing yeah my parents both are divorced or come from divorce uh, divorce like no they how do i say (laughs) they are divorced and now they're married yeah they were individually they were divorced yeah like they both had previous relationships got divorced and then then they got back they got together so there was a lot of shaming especially on my but he's christian which is I don't know if that's... I don't think so. Because that was I was worse never... on his side. Than, my mom never was, like, shamed for it. But on my dad's side, where everyone's Christian, they, like, I had never so grown hard. up, like, learning about divorce or, like... Even my, I like, mean, premarital sex, yeah, yeah, whatever. But, like, 
I don't think I ever grew up in church where they talked about divorce. Yeah, we didn't really talk about divorce either. Oh, we, like, they, I don't know. I just know that there was a lot of shame when it came, especially since they had kids, right? Mm -hmm. It was like, um, they were, uh, I don't know. There was a lot of spinning of what actually happened, and a lot of things were, like, making people look bad, and it was just... I feel like I went to a pretty like chill church though I don't feel like it was like see the thing is is that my dad's side they all read the bible for themselves and interpret it the way they feel it is (laughs) Uh, they all are very strong in their beliefs because they have studied it thoroughly yeah and have made their at my church we would they would pick a few verses to read every week and then the priests pastors i don't remember what they're called the pastors sorry everyone (laughs) (laughs) the pastors would explain their interpretation and then they would read like or they would connect it to personal stories in their life Mm -hmm. so it wasn't like we would read it and then we would have to individually interpret it. It was like the yeah. pastors would interpret it their way that's and then explain like... it to everyone else. That's we did do that almost exactly, except anybody was allowed to explain their interpretation of a verse. Oh. So we would have like talks and they'd like oh, get a verse or like a peach of scripture and they would like tell a story, tell a personal story and like how it connects to it and then talk about like how they think this is meant to be in the, how this like is in their life, what it means in their life. That's interesting. Oh. For us it's like you have three readings, I think. You have first reading, second reading, third reading, and they're each from different parts of the book. And then the last one that they read, the priest will do a um what's it called? Where he like debriefs it. And talks about it and then puts it in our own lives. Like, this mm-hmm. is how you can grow as a blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I remember my, like, when I was younger, we had, like, a lot of the time they focus on, or the churches that I've been in, it's the love is, like, their constant go-to. Just being, like, they read the thing and then they just, like, talk about it. Yeah. No one ever, only the pastors talked at my church. No one ever, like, yeah. went up and talked. Oh, oh yeah, no. We don't yeah. do that. And I then we do, unless you join a youth group. Mm-mm, not even. Oh, yeah. When I went to, like, Sunday school, no one did that either. I Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why, like, everybody got to know each other so well. Because mm-hmm. yeah. everybody had I to talk at some point. I didn't know anyone at my church. Yeah. Really? Besides, like, the people when I went to, when I was in Sunday school, but then once you're, like, in high school, you don't go anymore. You would you be asked to, like, to give a talk. The big church. Interesting. Like, you wouldn't, it wasn't, sometimes it was voluntary. There's, like, this section during church we call, like, you can go up and bear your testimony. It's like, I'd like to bear my testimony. I know this church is true. I know that, like, Jesus Christ died for our sins, yada, 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 yada. And you can, like, talk about something. You can be like, I'm grateful for my family, and I'm grateful for, like, the time I've had in school this year. Like, I'm doing really well, and it's going great. You can go as personal as you want. You can go as brief as you want. Don't have to do that, though. You don't have to get bear your testimony. But you will be asked to give talks periodically throughout the year. Like, the bishop will, like, send you an email. Sometimes they'll talk to you. It'll just be like, you have to give a talk. For us, that only would happen if you went on a retreat. Interesting. So we have, like, or since I was in... uh, Wait, what were the retreats? Like, where did you go? So 
it, at my high school, um, we would have different religious retreats, and they were optional except for the first one. The first one was freshman retreat, and that one's just kind of like fun. It's mm-hmm. just like um, upperclassmen, surprise freshmen, and oh. it's like you sleep over at the school and you plan whole days, and there's different things. There's a mass at the end. You and we do like if you're a freshman, don't listen to this. <laughs> because they're not supposed to know anything, but you go and um, there's this like church in this like really small room, and um, there's candles lit everywhere, and that should be after um, there's like surprise letters written by your parents to you. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So we give them their letters, and their parents have like told them like they're proud of them or yeah. things they love them, reminding them all these things, and it gets like really emotional. Kids cry. And, um, after that, they, uh, go to this mass and they also have done like a meditation reflection with like Jesus on the beach and you can like try to have a conversation with him. Interesting. This, like, How does that work? Uh, there's, so it's sort of like a meditation, a guided meditation okay. where, um, you sort of set the scene and you ha- tell them to picture themselves on a beach and... Uh, you look over in the distance, you see Jesus, he walks towards you, what does he say? And oh, then that's you listen, cool. and then you're like, what do you respond? And then you know what they think, and then um, now he says goodbye, what do you want to leave? And then um, they come back, and lots of times they start crying more because they've like, it's either one of their first experiences where they feel really close to God. And so they talk to you, and as like a leader, you like calm them down, and yeah. You, do all these things and then when they go to the mass afterwards it's like really everyone's like emotionally Emotional. like yeah. crazy and you reunite with your friends because everyone gets separated into groups and, and um, I imagine everybody talks about like their experience yeah. a lot and yeah. so then you can go up to the podium and like share your experience share things you want to start in your new high school experience share things that are personal if you want to go there with the class that you're joining now like your uh freshman class yeah did you cry oh i cried but with my parents letters more more than the jesus on the beach yeah but i remember that a lot too that was very vivid um Mm -hmm. so that one's always fun sophomore retreat is like a little more whatever uh you go to this place in the mountains and play games do church things like that uh kairos is your last retreat it's your senior retreat and a lot of schools do kairos and it's not just your parents who write you letters, it's anyone. And, but you don't know you're getting these letters. It's like a cookie night, that's what they call them because it's like the code name for mm-hmm. it. Uh, you get all of, everyone who's in Kairos previously, even I still get the email saying, uh, giving me a list of kids who are going on Kairos. Even though I've left the school, I can write them letters if I wanted to. Oh. So everyone who's been on it knows that they get to write these letters and they put them in one big box and hand them to you on this night. And so you just get this, like, flood of just, like, a bunch of people who have, like, told them how much you matter to them. Even if you barely knew them, like, I've written letters for people who, like, helped me in math class. And I was like, hey, just so you know, thank you so much for helping me in math class. I still think of you. You're really sweet. You're great. Blah, blah, blah. And then you mail it to them. Nice. So those ones are always, like, really nice, I think. Retreats are always really rewarding, I think, because you feel... It's like a refresh. That's when you feel the community yeah. a lot, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Uh, when I was in Sunday school, my class would have retreats, 
but it was like going to Sky Zone or like going oh, to like camp overnight somewhere. Yeah. So I never went. It was, I mean, I never went, so I don't know what they did, but it was never like you're here for like two weeks and this is what you're doing. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to hang out this day or like we're going to go camp overnight in Joshua Tree or whatever it is. Wait, would the over the retreats were overnight and stuff, right? Oh yeah, the retreats. Kairos is like a few days. You like go. I think it might even be. It's like three or like I don't even know how long it was. Time is just a concept when you're there, <laughs> because it's like you're doing so much. One minute you're having fun like with friends and stuff, and another minute you're like talking and like sharing stories and reflecting, and you can talk to teachers and stuff, and they like guide you and. Are the girls and the guys, do they all go at once? Because yeah. in Mormonism, we have, like, Boy Scouts. Like, there's a week of Boy Scouts in the summer, and that's, like, you you get religious there, too. Because it's, like, the, all the Mormon Boy Scouts that basically go. Yeah. And you get, like, um, religious there. And then girls go on their own thing for a week called Girls Camp. So yeah. they can't go together. Like, we don't do any, Wait, like, retreats so then... together. You mentioned that at least they used to be Boy Scouts and Mormonism were connected. Yeah. Were Girl Scouts connected? No. No Girl Scouts. Okay. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I really don't. And honestly, I think, I know, like, I had, like, friends in the church who were, like, really active and they really liked doing things and they would get annoyed because, like, they're called young women. That's, like, that their, like, thing is not Boy Scouts, but young women and, like, young men. But anyway... They would always want to do, like, river rafting and stuff mm-hmm. with, like, a, like all the girls. And a lot of the girls wouldn't want to do that. They'd want to, like... Like, there was one event where they, like, sewed pillows. And they, like, oh. <laughs> That's so bad. I, I felt so bad for her because she was so outdoorsy. And she just wanted to go do something fun, but she got to sew a pillow. Yeah. But... Yeah. We love... Uh, gender, gender stereotypes. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of churches do that too. We have gender. Oh, things. gender. Yeah, gender roles are a huge thing in I oh, think yeah. every church. I feel every church has yeah. that. I don't know about how you feel about it, but I I don't know. I haven't noticed any, but really? I also haven't been to church in a while. Mm. But like growing up, I never really was like, "Hey, I'm a woman. Why can't I do that?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, there is a lot of like stuff about like women like needing to like be a mother. Like you had to be a mother, and like mm. also. Women don't have to go on a mission like men do, but it is encouraged. And well, it, well, it's encouraged. It's like meh. like if you don't go on a like mission and you're a woman, it's like whatever. Yeah, you can exactly. Still get to the celestial. You can still get to the celestial kingdom without going to. How? Um, I I was never a woman, so I <laughs> yeah. never had to worry, worry about that. But um, if she does go on her mission, it's only a year and a half too. Not oh. two years. You can't do a two-year mission. You can actually do missions with your spouse, too. When you're, like, 70 or 80, you can, like, go on a mission together. That's cute. It is pretty <laughs> cute, actually. But, um... Interesting. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is in the church is, like, women are supposed to have kids. Yeah, I feel like that's the big It's pretty part. standard. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Mormon... when you have the ability, share your family, you know? Mm-hmm. like Another thing that I community. noticed that you were saying was that um, you had to donate like 10% of your income and tithings. Yeah. When in, at my church, at least we had offerings. So yeah. like you would just put in like maybe a dollar or $2, yeah. whatever. Yeah, and like, you didn't have to put anything in, but like they do that in the Catholic church too. Yeah. I remember. There's offerings. They give a little basket and they mm-hmm. hand it down. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, it's required. Um, I think that's one of the things that you actually have to do, and if you don't, like, you can get in trouble. Hated doing it. Dude, when you're, like, 12 and your allowance is, like, $5 a week, yeah. like, Damn. I already had no money to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> but when you're a deacon, I think deacon, like, earlier how I explained, like, deacon is, mm-hmm. like, the 12 to 14, you, I think it's being a deacon, it could be any age, but you have to go with an older, like, an actual guy, like, a brother, so-and-so, brother, you know, whoever. And you have to go to people's houses to ask them for tithings if they didn't pay. Oh, <laughs> or if they didn't go to church, and I gosh. hated doing it. Dang. So what, so your parents would just drive you to random houses? No, I would just drive with the actual, like, guy. And it would be after church. Oh. Sometimes sometimes they needed to be picked up because they couldn't go to church, but sometimes it kind of felt like we were, like, shaking them down a little bit. <laughs> Dang, that's crazy. I know, it is crazy, right? Some kid is just looking at you like, I know, give, give me money. money. <laughs> and... I would also have to go to people's houses to preach with an older, like an actual Like, like random adult. houses or like people who are part of the church? People who are a part of the church and trying to learn. I think it could be anybody, but they had to have like asked for it. Like we weren't just oh, going to okay. show up oh, on somebody's yeah, doorstep. That's, that's more of like what a missionary would do. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any anything you want to promote? Any promo time. time. Promo um, time. <laughs> Oh, Rush Sigup. <laughs> Rush Sigup at UCI. I feel like this will probably not reach any guys that will join yeah. Sigup. But, It'll you know. reach everyone that's currently in Sigup. So. Yeah, okay, there you go. So join Sigup, guys. And, <laughs> okay. and check in next week for a new episode. Yep. I hope you guys enjoy. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.